I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here and excited to have Miss Kathy Lee Gifford with uh, with me. She's been with Sheila Walsh and I on the broadcast program. Always a blessing. Uh, also with Rabbi Jason Sobel. Uh, but now you get to hear a little bit more from her online right here, only right here. So tune in. <laughs> Kathy Lee, how you doing? I'm so good. How are you? I'm I'm good. I mean, you know, um, you love Sheila Walsh, and we you know we had the announcement recently where she's uh, going full time with some programming at TBN. Her husband Barry is is uh, on staff now over there, and so we're excited for her. But we miss her. But we've had some great conversations with you over the years, and we just love this project away. Thank you, thank you so much, and we all adore Sheila and her husband, and we just pray uh, go with God, and we know if anybody will, Sheila will. Oh gosh, yes, no, yeah, it, she's been a real blessing in my life. Let, let, let's talk about this, because one thing that's very exciting about The Way, and a lot of people you know, saw it uh, in the theaters, but a lot of people didn't get to, and now they can see it on Pure Flix. Finally, yes. This has been a long, long wait to finally gotten it to the theaters, but only a few people can get there in that one-day window. Mm-hmm. And so many people are still a little concerned about going to movie theaters because of COVID. And so I'm excited that it's now, it's, it's, um, uh, streaming right now. Um, well, on December second, yeah. um, Pure Flix, and uh, who I have a long relationship with. My my daughter was uh, the opening scene in the the uh, the uh, um, God's Not Dead. Oh, wow. That was my daughter. That was a, one of the first Pure Flix big hits. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, okay. So for people who are not familiar with it, let's give them a little bit of introduction. Tell someone about it because it's a beautiful project. Well, it was originally done as as a film. Uh, I had huge success with my friend Nicole C. Mullen with a an oratorio we had shot in Israel that we had written called "The God Who's The God Who Sees," and it, the reaction to it was simply uh, we could not believe the reaction to it. So I thought that's the Lord telling me we're supposed to take more of these incredible epic stories uh, that we know or we think we know from the Bible. And then tell them in an oratorio setting, like we did with the God who sees. Meaning, we tell the story with narration and music, and within a symphonic bed. Uh, and that's the, the, the sixty-five of the players from the Nashville Symphony Orchestra. Wow. It was a very expensive project to 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 record and to shoot and to um, and and to enlist all the um, artists that I got for it, but. I, I just picked the, I didn't have to cast anything. I just picked up my the telephone and called my friend. Wines <laughs> and Jimmy Allen and and uh, Larry Gatlin and Kathy Tricoli and so many. Want, forgive me for leaving out anybody. Uh, uh, Lewis York. They're just, I, I, I am blessed, Randy. So blessed to work with not only the nicest people in the, in the kingdom, honestly, they're just, but they're some of the finest artists in the world who proclaim God's kingdom every day. So yeah. um, it, it was a, an arduous task. We had to shoot the four oratorios uh, uh, in during COVID. Only only the God who sees had been done before COVID. And so we weren't able to go back to Israel. I had to find new places to to fill in for uh, the land of Ur, where oh. Abram came from. And so we shot in Texas. We shot in uh, Utah. 
We shot right here in Nashville. I do a modern day retelling of the uh, prodigal son with B.B. Winans playing the father. Wow. And, uh, and, and Jimmy Allen plays the prodigal. And my friend Claude, who wrote the fourth oratorio with me and his partner, um, they're called Lewis York. And we wrote The God of the Other Side. Um, it's basically the way is it's never been done before. And that's why it's hard to describe it. It's four oratorios, but it's like the length of a mo of a movie. And they all go together. I'm the narrator. I'm the thread taking us from the dawn of creation into God calling Abram uh, from the land of Ur and to be the father of a great nation. And then how Moses was called to uh, after 400 years of slavery to to um go to Pharaoh and demand that they let God's people go. We tell that story, wonderful Billy Gaines plays Moses. Then we go on to uh, the, the 40 years in the wilderness and, jo and Joshua uh, uh, taking on the mantle of Moses. And that's, he's played by um, my 45 year old friend. He's not 45 years old <laughs> anymore, but we've been friends that long. Larry Gatlin, I stand here by the Jordan. <laughs> And then we tell in that one, the God, the God of the how and when, the story of Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, and how for centuries and centuries and centuries, the world had awaited uh, the birth of the Messiah who would save the world from sin. So and then we do uh, the God of, the, of his word, and that's with Danny Gokey. Mm -hmm. And then um, we do the God who sees, which was with Nicole C. Mullen. And then the fourth one is uh, the God of the other side. Uh, and that's with Kathy Tricoli playing the Samaritan woman. That's with um, my friends, uh, Louis York, Chuck and and um, and Claude, just amazingly talented men and actors. Uh, Chuck plays the demoniac. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we just went places where nobody's gone before uh, oratorial wise. And um, and as I said, it's it's finally be, people can finally see it. Would I prefer they watch it in a 60 foot screen? Of course. But but a lot of people who've just seen it on their on their TVs or even on their phone have said it's it's moved them deeply and changed their life. And again, uh, it's even though it's never been done before, uh, this it's just never been done this way. Yeah. And I am committed to these epic stories uh, that are in the Bible that we think we know, uh, but they're they can be ripped from the headlines today, Randy. They're relative to our lives today. They're not just four thousand year old story of Hagar, you know, or the or the three thousand story year story of um, of Ruth, yeah. uh, the Bible, or the uh, you know what Mary Magdalene two two thousand years, you know, it, that you ripped from the headlines today. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's the the, the lie that the, that the our enemy has tried to tell the world that not only is the Bible completely untrue, has no no uh, validity to it. It's a dead book if it was ever alive to begin with. Mm -hmm. And that is the biggest lie <laughs> perpetrated in the world today. So, it's alive and active and cuts to the down to the bone and joint and marrow. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to ask you about something because, yes, the, the artistic quality to it, the creativity that, that you, you guys do, the talent that you have, all of that I, I love, and I, I think that's very important. I think we should be excellent at our work, and it certainly attracts more people. But that's not all it is. Uh, no. You told us one story about the other side in particular, that, and I thought I'd, I'd never heard that particular one. But you, you were getting into some uh, history 
uh, and some really some theological points that we often don't see in our Western modern reading of Scripture. Were, were there some things maybe that surprised you or jumped out at you when you really delved into these stories? Yes, that's why I go to Israel and I study with the world's greatest biblical scholars, mm-hmm. Rabbi Jason Sobel, uh, my friends Rod and Livy Van Sokolma just got back from Israel with them. Mm-hmm. We're writing the next Rock Road and Rabbi book t- together. And uh, every time I go, I learn something uh, so profound. And every time I say to my teachers, how come no one's ever told me this before? Yeah. He was doing that quite be- beautifully. And I want to give kudos to them, The Chosen. The series that's chosen is making these stories come to life and, and humanize them because the stories in the Bible are amazing, but they're really just a pen and ink um, uh, sketch of the life of Abraham. And we don't get the yeah. detail yeah, true. that you get when you study rabbinically. And um, and that's what our book is for. We Rabbi Sobel and I wrote the, the companion book, which we talked about before, Randy, mm-hmm. The God of the Way. So the movie's called The Way. This is the God of the way, going deeper and deeper and deeper into everything that the movie covers. And then just also out, like right off the presses, uh, Rabbi and I have done the first two sessions of the new Bible study guide. It's six sessions. And this this is the first one, the God of the how and when. And it's uh, it's the study guide that you can do with Bible studies. You can do with, you know, in churches and in Sunday school. And it's, and there are videos that go along with it uh, that uh, Rabbi Sobel and I did a couple of months ago. So this has been a three pronged approach to these stories. Number one, the movie, as you say, the big big extravaganza, the big epic that hopefully people were moved by, uh, and that's available on CD or DVD as well if you want to own it. Uh, through Gaither Music. God bless Bill Gaither and his Gaither Music. They love the music. So, <laughs> and we worked really hard on this music. And uh, and then um, the, the people love the uh, the videos that we shoot to to go along with the study guide. It's just another way to help you understand some of these things, like you're mentioning, that are hard. They're deeper. Yeah. They're you know, what is a covenant? We, we read about the covenant God made, but what does that really mean, covenant? And then we like to make something real to people and then try to tell them why it's relevant to their lives today. Because every word in the scriptures is perfect, the Bible says. As for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. Mm-hmm. But the many, many bad translations of the Bible are not flawless. That's true. Let's study it in the Greek in the New Testament and in the Hebrew in the New Testament. We are going to learn some things that are just not true. Yeah, yeah. Hebrew in the Old, some Aramaic too. But so I, you, you teased us a little bit. You said, why don't we know these things? What, right. Give us a little taste of one of those things that when you discovered it and you, you got into the depth of the Scripture, that it really it kind of maybe changed one of these stories for you. Every single one of them changes when you find find out what the real word means. Um, first one I ever heard, and this was years ago, my first rabbinical trip, and my past my teacher said, "Do you all know what uh, any of you know what Jesus and his, his earthly father Joseph did to, to make a living before Jesus became a rabbi?" And we all said, "Yeah, he was a carpenter." <laughs> and um, he goes, "Well, actually, no." And I'm going, "I'm stuck for the next ten days in Israel with a man who doesn't know the Bible." <laughs> <laughs> 
It turns out that's a bad translation in the King James Version of the word tecton, which means architect slash builder. Mm. Well, it was it was uh, translated by a Englishman who'd never been to Israel before. They did not know that Israel was a desert. There was no buildable wood there. Jesus was not a carpenter. He worked a little bit with wood, but there was just glorified bushes in Israel then. He was a stonemason. And it made me mad, Randy. I said, why have I not been taught this? Mm-hmm. It seems to me if we're, what are, if we're wrong about something as simple as that, what else are we wrong about? And my friend, um, uh, Ray, Van, uh, Ray uh, uh, Vanderleer, Vanderlaan, Ray Vanderlaan, looked at me and he goes, everything. And it's, I, my faith had gotten lukewarm. And by going back and studying with him, it, it just, it, the embers came to life and it burst into flame. Do you know that the, the, the bush, the burning bush that Moses saw and God, God was in the bush and wanted to get his attention? It doesn't say, except for in the Hebrew scripture, it was a thorn bush. Huh. A thorn bush huh. made out of the same thorns that were in the crown of Jesus oh. when he was on the cross. Wow. Same thorns when in the Garden of, of Eden, when they sinned, God said, now you will work the land with the thistles and the thorns. Hmm. There's a theme through all of the Bible, but unless somebody tells you that, unless you learn it, and that's when it gets exciting. Yeah. You know, I want to learn something new every, every day. Um, one of my favorites, I don't know how much time we have left, but one of my favorite stories is when I got kicked out of Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a rebel all my life. I, was about, I guess I was about 12, maybe a little younger. And um, and uh, the, the teacher was talking about the day that uh, Jesus was walking down the, the road between uh, the, the two gardens, Gethsemane, and that, that road coming down from on the Mount of Olives. And he was hungry. And he saw a, a big sycamore tree there. And he went over to it. Uh, now let's keep in mind that Jesus knows it's a fig sycamore tree. Mm-hmm. Jesus was there at the foundation of the all of creation. Mm-hmm. He made he made it. He knows it when he sees it, you know. And we we forget sometimes that Jesus was a man. Yes, we know he was a man, but he was the creator, Jehovah Elohim, along with the Father and the Holy Spirit, created everything. In the beginning was the word. And so um anyway. And he always had a group of people that were following him. But we don't know this from the one telling of this in the scripture. So he's walking down, sees it, the tree. He's hungry, sees that there is no fruit on the tree mm-hmm. and curses the tree. Well, I'm sitting in Sunday school and I have to teach her, teach her. And she goes, what? And I go, I'm sorry, but I don't believe that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. What do you mean you don't believe it? I said, my Jesus wouldn't curse something that he made. And he loves my Jesus wouldn't do that. I don't think that's what it means. And she she asked my parents to please ask me not to come back to Sunday school. Oh, oh. I, I was fine with me. Years later, I'm on a rabbinical trip, and we're doing the same study, and we're there on that same road. And the teacher, the rabbi, starts to teach it, and I'm going, "Okay, buckle up, let's see." And turns out, and you only learn this when you study rabbinically because that gives you context. And it gives you geo and, and, and political and cultural relevance sure. about what was going on in the day. Mm-hmm. In first century AD, all of the groups of people in Jesus's world uh, were known by a particular tree. And again, they weren't trees, they were glorified bushes. The olive tree represented the Hebrews, the Jews, mm-hmm. God's people. Mm-hmm. 
But guess what the sycamore fig tree represented? The Pharisees and the Sadducees. Oh. So when Jesus cursed the tree, his followers, who were all not just his disciples, but he had hundreds of people by that time following him everywhere he went, people would know he's cursing the rat, he's cursing the, 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 the leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Yeah, who don't produce fruit. They we're not feeding God's people. Yeah. They were cheating them. They were money changers. They were using the money changers. They were making a, you know, a sacra, a sacra, uh, what, what, sacra, uh, what, blasphemy of God's temple, which was supposed to be a temple of prayer. And it made it into a den of thieves. And he was angry about it. The only time Jesus took up anything, a weapon of any sort, and it wasn't towards people. It was toward the tables. He knocked over the tables and all the money went flying. Mm-hmm. You've made my father's house a den of thieves. So I just get excited that even that story about this the sycamore fig tree has relevance today to us. Yeah. How many of our leaders would Jesus curse now because we're not feeding the flock? People that God has has given us to feed. He mm-hmm. has, has given us the privilege of teaching and leading. And we just enrich ourselves. We don't do our homework and, and learn that Jesus was not a carpenter. <laughs> you know, we still keep everybody coming out of seminaries talking about Jesus, the carpenter. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to learn it in seminary. Where are you going to do you have to take a rock road and rabbi tour? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I'm going to give me a bumper sticker that says is my, my Lord was a Jewish stonemaker or a stone craftsman or something like that. Yes. Just, yeah. Just, my, my rabbi, my rabbi was a stonemaker. My rabbi was a stonemaker. That's good. So my former pastor, um, I, I love so much and still keep in contact with, he used to say something. He said, I always figure if I read something in the Bible and I don't understand it, it's, it's because I don't understand it. And I felt that way. I still have passages that I feel that way. So when mm-hmm. you do the digging for us, and explain these things to us, it just comes alive. And you know what, the point about the the fig tree makes so much more sense now in in the context. And then also the idea of Jesus as a a builder, an architect, a a stone craftsman, it explains so much of his uh, usage of stones in his teachings, the cornerstone. Right. Upon the rock, Upon. I will build like, you who without sin cast a first stone. And yeah. that was his world. That was, yeah. There, there was no buildable wood in first century AD. Hmm. We know from scripture, it came from the cedars of Lebanon, oh. all along the Amaris, which is the road of the sea, the ancient trade route in rafts. They cut them down up there, made them into rafts. They floated down to Joppa, which is now you know modern day Tel Aviv, took apart the rafts and took them to Herod's and everybody else's big, big, big construction sites. I want to know that stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm a, hist- I love history. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to know. And, and then the understanding comes. Jeremiah says, seek me and I, and you will find me. God wants to reveal truth to us. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting down with a translation of the Bible, that's, just just wrong and sloppy and and um uh, just i can't stand that god is not a sloppy god he's not the god of chaos he's not the god of disorder he's the god of shalom mm. which is perfection 
And if you're reading the, that kind of a Bible, you're not going to get what you need uh, to grow in your faith. Okay. And it's just straight. You. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Now you, you beg the question: what what translation does Kathy Lee Gifford use? Well, I must say, when I really want to study, study. It's it's one written by um, rabbis, messianic rabbis. It's called the Tree of Life. And that takes a little get to get you uh, getting used to. Yeah, yeah. Uses a lot of the terms like um, Adonai, and I love all the scripture, the scriptural words. You know, the in our next Scott Rock Road and Rabbi, we're going to introduce far more of the Hebrew. Okay. Just so, just so we start, we start learning the language of creation. It it it, it really just gives a, such a beauty to your study. Yeah. Um, um, and then um, but for a sheer joy. I would say the passion. Do you really? Mm-hmm. That kind of surprises me because I, I, I've interviewed uh, the gentleman who did the, the translation on that, and I'm like, this is a paraphrase, right? And he's like, no, it's a translation. And I'm looking at it going, yeah. looks like a paraphrase. Yeah, I think it's a, par- it's a paraphrase, but it's, um, but it's poetic. Yeah, it is. The message came out. Remember mm-hmm. when yep. Gene Patterson did the, Peterson, Peterson did the message? I loved it because... There was there was the Living Bible, I think, at that point, yep. but there was nothing that was like in in modern day colloquialism. Yeah, you know, like right. I, I, I think there's a place for that as long as you're doing the study, study the deep the deep dive. I, I agree, and and if I look at any of those, I make sure I've got a parallel, so I've got like an NIV uh, next mm-hmm. to uh, one of those right. more paraphrases. But yeah. I also like Young's Literal uh, because I'm trying to get where you're getting which is yeah. into the original language and the original meaning. So I love that you're doing this for us. I'm going to get that. Young's literal. Thank you. It's tough. It's a little tough. But but again, yeah. it, it's the idea is to get to the true meaning of things and to increase our understanding. Because when we do, it's it just gives life and excitement and it clears up a lot of questions. So I, I, I just love what you're doing. I appreciate you so much. I know we've got to go. I know we got to go. But um, one thing to people that are afraid of this kind of thing, you know, my rabbi Sobol knows the, the meaning of every number in the Bible. And we've been told as Christians in the Western world, don't know, nope, that's numerology. Right. We're not supposed to do that. Stay away. Right. That's the devil. Right. No, every number in the Bible has meaning. So we're missing out on a third of things we need to know by by thinking that way. The other thing is the skies, the the, the firmament, the the stars of that. Scripture says that it illuminates. There's wisdom there. There's knowledge there. We've been taught all for centuries. No, 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 no. That's astrology. Right. You know. Right. Right. Don't be afraid of it. Just study it in its rightful way. Right. Are, are you? It'll thrill you. It'll thrill you. Are you gonna? Are, are you studying the Maseroth? Is 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 it? Is that what I'm hearing? Maybe. Because <laughs> I love it. Because uh, I think salvation is written in the stars. And I think the corruption of it is when we make it about us instead of about When we Christ. make astronomy, astrology, as, as, you know, right. that's the, hand, the work of God's finger in his hands right. and his leadership. Right. Right. And it's God is in it and it proclaims truth and righteousness. And, and wow, wow, for us to say, I mean, we're just not, I used to say to Regis because he wanted to get his hands you know, is his, his chart done all the time. And I'd say, Reach, <laughs> why do you put your faith in in the stars? Why, how about put your faith in the one who made the stars? There you go. There you go. And he'd go, well, he didn't know. <laughs> I got to go. I'm yeah, getting the. I know. We're getting the sign. Thank you. I, let me say thank you, Kathleen. I appreciate you. Love talking to you and look forward to all that you're I, doing.
Lord bless you, uh, Randy. And bless you and all your work. Uh, if you have not seen The Way, uh, you can go to the website. I put it up a minute ago. It's thewaymusic.com. Looks like this. Uh, and you can get information. You can watch the trailer there. And um, if you still earn the DVDs and CDs, you can get those there. Uh, but you can see you can see it right now on PureFlix, uh, pureflix.com. And so I definitely recommend that. And if you want to go to this website, it says pre-order still, but it is available now, the first in the Bible studies of the God of the how and when. And you talk about something that's just you know creative uh, and in-depth. Uh, and j- easy to do as a Bible study, this is it. Now, I know there's more parts coming out, but definitely check out the way. Uh, the the Bible study, God of the How and When, as well as the, uh, I think there's links to the book, uh, for the God of the Way with Rabbi Jason Sobel, who has been a wonderful guest on the program. You can uh, go to catholicgifford.com and see that, or you can pick it up really anywhere that you pick up uh, books. Uh, but what a wonderful thing to to do I, I the depth I, I I really love and by the way after some of the programs with her I've thought is that is that is that true and I've gone back and gone into the original languages in the context and I'm going wow that really is that it, I didn't know that about the scripture the other side illustration the beautiful one uh, you just have to get it for yourself anyway uh, a wonderful wonderful time talking to Kathy Lee. Uh, and a wonderful project, and I know it will bless you if, if you haven't already seen it. So hit share, hit like, hit follow, subscribe if you haven't done that, and come back. Uh, I'm doing my best to bring some some fabulous program to you. Uh, you know, we're on our fourth, yeah, three years now of doing this, uh, on our fourth of just trying to just bring the best to you right wherever you're watching on your phone or on your laptop or uh, even on your TV, or if you're just listening on podcasts because we are on so many of the podcast formats in an audio format. Uh, but it's it's been a great, great three years. Looking forward to this new fourth year of Life Today Live. And it's only, it really, it's, it's only worth it because I know that people are being blessed. So I love to hear from you. Uh, and please do subscribe in all the different locations and come back. We've got more for you next time here on Life Today Live.